JM in the AM on a Thursday morning broadcast. Dove Hyken is with us live via telephone from Israel. And before I formally welcome him to the air, I want to remind everybody, in addition to Dove serving our community at one time as an assemblyman and as a fighter for our community like one cannot imagine, he has been for decades at the forefront of fighting for our brothers and sisters in Israel. He has led, now, now this all comes back, of course, because of the situation, he has led countless Chizuk missions, many of them to Gaza communities. I can't even imagine the heartbreak that he is feeling as he thinks back to how beautiful those communities were and what was created in the Gaza Strip in 2005. And now, of course, uh, at almost a moment's notice, he dropped everything uh, when he heard the news uh, from Israel and ran to Israel, and he is there as we speak. Dove Heikend, an honor to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. It's uh, good to be with you. Just for perspective, uh, obviously we got the full scope of the news Sunday night after Simchus Torah. How soon after that did you go to Israel? Well, last week, Monday, uh, my daughter Dina, Rabin, and the six kids, I picked them up from the airport, from Kennedy Airport, Monday morning at 5.30. Later that day, uh, I had no plans to go to Israel. I had been there recently. Uh, but later that day, as many times in my life, I said, you know, what can I do the extra, go the extra mile? Uh, and I decided uh, with the others uh, in our group, uh, we got to go to Israel. We got to be there. You know, we're not going to. I'm not going to change the world, but you know what? Hashem is watching, and for me, being there and and being with fellow Jews uh, was the right thing to do. And I have to tell you, after being here now over a week and the places that I've been to in the South, uh, the communities that I visited uh, earlier this week, uh, I don't think I will ever be quite the same person. I mean, being in Kfaraza, being in State Road, near Yam, other places. And seeing what I saw, what I witnessed, and we try to share it with people. And people people are aware of what's going on, but I have to tell you, uh, Nachum, when you walk into the homes of, you know, of people who live the beautiful life for them, uh, husband, wife, children, and how their lives were destroyed in the most brutal, barbaric, cruel, I mean, uh, uh, sadistic, uh, uh, it, 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 you know, we're still searching for words to describe the evil uh, uh, that went on, uh, the things that I was told that happened almost in detail. It's, it's beyond comprehension. And, and, I, and, and, I beyond- must, and I must remind the audience, you're a child of survivors. You've heard plenty over the years from family and close friends. In addition to that, you've served in government in the district of the largest number of Holocaust survivors in this country. So it's not like you haven't been familiar with the brutality uh, of what a massacre and what massacring Jews uh, might look like. And yet all of this, quite obviously, uh, you know, I, I know I'm overstating the obvious, all of this is nothing like seeing this up close and personal the way you saw it over the last few days. You're absolutely correct, Nachum. Look, during the Holocaust, my mother went to Auschwitz in 1944 with her family, you know, brothers, sisters, parents. They were all murdered the day they got there. 
my mother survived and some of her siblings. Uh, you know, one of the things about the Nazis, uh, you know, they didn't publicize what they were doing. They were very careful to make sure the world was not aware of the brutality and the horror that they committed against our people. But here you have a new level. You have, uh, you know, uh, a situation where uh, Hamas publicizes. They're proud. They put out videos. They want the world to see who they are and what they are and what they're all about. So, and as I said, walking into homes, homes that were completely destroyed, homes where there were dozens of children in that home and uh, they were burned alive. Girls raped. I was in a home where two girls were raped in front of their parents. Uh, the details were given to me by uh, uh, an officer in the army, uh, house after house, devastation. I had to, uh, you know, be careful not to walk in the dry blood in these houses. Uh, I got to tell you, the smell of of the dead was still there. Uh, I still have it in my nostrils. Uh, difficult to sleep at night. Uh, uh, you know, I've seen a lot. I know my parents, you know, I know what people you know, what has been done to our people. But nothing, this was a whole different situation. Uh, and uh, and then you have the other side of the coin unfolding the last couple of days. You have so many people throughout the world. In New York and so many different parts of our country, our great country, you have young people marching in support of Hamas. How is that possible? I mean, I mean, Nachum, how is that possible? They know exactly what went on. They don't deny it. And going out of their way to parse terms, Palestinians are not Hamas, Hamas not, not Palestinians, but obviously with, uh, you know, the hesitancy among any of the Arab leaders to even condemn what happened in this massacre on Shemini Atzeris, uh, it, it's it, it, people who are marching and demonstrating for quote unquote, the other side don't, don't even realize what they're demonstrating for. Don't realize what they're endorsing. How on earth could this be happening in this country? Nachem, I, uh, you know, the question has been raised. Are they not aware? Uh, do they not believe? And that's why they're taking that position. Uh, they don't believe the atrocities that were committed. They don't believe the rapes that went on. Uh, I, I'm not sure at the end of the day that many of these people who are demonstrating care. They see this as a victory uh, for their side, uh, if I can put it that way. So I'm not sure. At one point I said uh, in an interview on television, I said, you know, if I could only bring Taleb and Omar and AOC and some of the others, if they could have been next to me when I walked in Stay Road, when I, you know, Stay Road, they pointed out to me a car. And I know, I know this community so well. I spent Shabbat in there. I spent so much time there in the past. And they showed me, you know, right at this location, there was a mother and a father driving in a car with two children in the back. And all of them were shot dead. Now, if I could bring some of these people with me and show them these homes that were destroyed, the fires where children were were died in the flames. The the I, again, I don't want to get into the details of the rapes and 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 pregnant women what was done to them and everything. Nothing. Everything that we've read and we've heard, it's worse than that. Nothing. 
But, but, but you know what these public officials would say, and they've said it publicly at their own demonstrations. They, they would equate, no matter what the, you would show them, they would say, yeah, but look, Israel's doing the same thing to civilians, which, of course, is such a ridiculous argument and what a uh, juvenile response. But you, but you know the answers they come up with every single time, even if they would tour State Road and other towns with you. Yeah, look, uh, there's not going to be a ceasefire uh, this organization, this uh, Nazi uh, terrorist organization is going to be destroyed. There is no question in my mind. There's no other way to, to, you know, we've gone through this again and again and again. What country in the world, Nachum? I mean, with, with the French, the British, the Americans, or any other country, would Russia, would China permit uh, uh, missiles to fly into its territory on a regular basis, and that's exactly what happens here. You know, there's a war, and then the, and the war ends, and everything's quiet for a little bit, and then you go back to the same thing. That cannot continue. I, I want to point out to everyone out there that these communities that we're talking about where terrible things happened, one community after the other, okay, these were communities that supported the Palestinian cause. Many of them were for a two-state solution. Yeah, even more than that. They would get together with Palestinians. They, they try to help the Palestinians. These people in these communities, you know, this festival was a festival that was, the, that was connected, connected to supporting the Palestinians, having Rahmanis. Jews have Rahmanis. Well, I can tell you one thing. These people don't feel that way anymore. Yeah. I talked to the people from Barry, from many of these communities, what was done, the descriptions. Oh, my God. Little children, little babies, grandmothers, grandfathers. And the people that were uh, taken away to Gaza. You're talking about people in their 70s and 80s. You're talking the youngest is a two-and-a-half-year-old child. Are these human beings, for God's sake? Impossible. No way. Ceasefire, chutzpah, audacity. I just wonder if it was a member of their family that had been brutalized. I wonder how they would feel. Dove Heiken with us from Israel. I, I've emphasized that we've spoken to a lot of people over the last you know, 12, 13 days, the majority of whom are in Israel and you're one of the few we've spoken to who's dropped everything here in the U.S. and has gone over to um, offer comfort and observe, etc. I, I think, one, and one of the reasons we're anxious to get there, frankly, is I think in the diaspora we don't realize because we're so, thankfully, we're so in the throes of this unified effort, the tefillah, the tehillim, the packages, the gatherings, the demonstrations, the online campaigns, but we don't have trouble sleeping at night. We don't have the horror that you're describing, you know, in our minds and, and in our nostrils, as you said. And one of the reasons I'm anxious to get there is to convey to the diaspora audience, you don't realize the, 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 as, as high as the morale is, and of course we are such admirers of the IDF and the Jewish people in Israel and their morale, still it's an air of, uh, an air of depression. It's an air of shiva. Rabbi Fass put it as a long Yom HaZikaron. That's going on, a long Israel Memorial Day that's going on now in Israel. And we hear it in your voice, Dove. Tell us about the balance of the incredible morale that you're witnessing 
and the incredible sadness that you're experiencing? Well, there's no question this country is traumatized. You don't have to be on the front lines right now to be concerned. You could live anywhere in Israel and have that concern after what happened on Yantiv and Shmini Atzeris, Simchus Torah here. What happened was not supposed to happen. Uh, it makes no sense. We'll find out after the war is over what exactly happened. But the other side of the coin, the trauma, the difficulty, the challenges, is the beauty of the Jewish people. Meet the Amcha Yisrael, right? Right now, we are witnessing that concept and that phrase. Mika Amchi Yisrael, this country is united. There's no difference between people in B'nai Brak or uh, people in Tel Aviv or people anywhere in this country. This country is united. The chesed that is flowing from every single segment, I have seen it, I have watched it, and I will continue to do that in the days that I'm here. It's something beautiful. But you know, Nachem, the price was too heavy. Yeah. No question about that. Tell me about what your friends and those who you're visiting in Israel know about the effort of American Jews and Jews in the diaspora in general. Are they aware of the unified efforts that are going on here? Absolutely nothing. Everybody's aware, you know, social media, media, every, everyone is aware that the entire Jewish world, I mean, I use the word entire, uh, it is the entire, those that are not part of the entire, are not part of the Jewish people, uh, really. Arab we see Rob. certain people demonstrate. Uh, yeah, Arab, look, we've always had that. Yeah, of course. Going back to Moshe Rabbeinu in the Midbar and throughout Jewish history, We've always had a segment uh, that were our enemies, and sometimes the most dangerous enemies we have are our own people. But everybody here is aware that the entire Jewish world, everywhere, every country in the world where there are Jews, and by the way, non-Jews as well, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm busy distributing just one single thing I want to tell you. There's a guy by the name of John Geoffrey. He... Uh, uh, owns dealerships in Brooklyn and New Jersey. John Geoffrey, right? Not exactly a very Jewish <laughs> name. He got he got in touch with me uh, a couple of days ago uh, as I was arriving here. And he said, I want to do something. He said to me, I want to give some money. I thought, you know, he wants to give a thousand to you. He wants to help. He got back to me, you know, bothering me. He got to call me. This was last Friday. I called him and he is giving us $60,000, John Geoffrey. Bay Ridge Toyota. Can you believe it? $60,000, which I am distributing to different organizations here in Israel. And so it's a Jewish community, of course. Our hearts are there. We get it. I mean, you know, again, I hope this unity, Nachum, will last forever until Mashiach comes. Because only 10, 10 days ago, only 10, 11 days ago, we were so divided, and forgive me for saying what I'm going to say, but if there was a Beis Migdash 12 days ago, it would have been destroyed because of the sin of Chinem. That's how I feel. I hear that. Dove hiking with us from Israel. By the way, Dove, as, as a light but serious aside, I'm glad you mentioned it. If there are people in the New York area who want a new car, Bay Ridge Toyota is at the top of the list, right? 
<laughs> well, not, you know, this guy, John Deerfray, I know him. He's very special. And his heart, I mean, he's been in touch with me. Uh, you know, a guy takes out $60,000 just like that. You know, it's, it's quite remarkable. It's a message to the rest of us. Look, people are giving like never before. Oh, no question. I mean, if ever there was a time to give, it is now. It's the least. Look, I'm here. Every family that I go to, that I'm with, Shabbos and last Shabbos, this Shabbos, I have one family that I'm going to. I'm not going to mention their name, but pretty well known. This family has 26 children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren in the army as you and I are speaking. 26 26 family members. 26. I saw the pictures yesterday of each one of them in the video that they showed me. 26. So the least we can do in America and all over the world, the least we can do is be more generous than we have ever been ever, ever, ever. Dove, you're, um, I, I don't know if you still are, you could update us, uh, but for most of your political career, and again, it might still be the case, you can let us know, uh, you were a member of the Democratic Party, but at the same time, you always were very careful who from the Democratic Party, in any election, local or national, you would support. Um, I, I have to assume that you will join those who are lauding President Biden, the ultimate Democrat now, because obviously he's leading the country. I would assume you're ready to publicly laud him for what he's done in the aftermath so far of this massacre. He has been amazing. There's no question about it. We're not talking about someone reading from a script and saying, you know, I'm for Israel. You know, we got your back. No, no. If you watched and if you listened, let's be honest, let's forget about all the politics for a second. You listened. This is a very difficult time. I, 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 you know, I don't want to overemphasize that, but the truth is the people of Israel are traumatized. There is no question. This is a tough time, a difficult time. And to have the United States of America lead the way under President Biden and Blinken. When they spoke, it came from the heart, from their soul. So we have to recognize that and say, thank God, thank God. We have to recognize it. We can disagree about other things, but what's more important than the well-being of the people of Israel, of the Jewish people here in Israel? They're on the front lines. Jews are not dying in America. They are in our beloved Eretz Israel. So the least we can do is be there in a way beyond anything we've ever done before. It is our obligation. It is our responsibility. And we do it out of love. Love. We have 300, is it 300,000? I mean, communities in Judea and Samaria, there are no men around. The men are all in the army. That's the reality. Everybody in all over New York and New Jersey and beyond, everybody's going to be with their family for Shabbos. It's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. We're going to say to him and we're going to daven. But no one is going to be in the army. No one is on the front lines as this war unfolds and the ground invasion happens and it has to happen and Hamas must be destroyed. There's no two ways about it. So what can we do? Go the extra mile. Go the extra 50 miles, 1,000 miles extra. That's what you need to do. Hashem is watching. Plain and simple. Dove, this is not the time to reminisce, but frankly, I can't resist. 
um, back, you know, 20 years ago, you, you were leading Chizuk missions to Israel, specifically to the communities of the Gaza Strip, Gush Katif, et cetera. Um, uh, frankly, I'm proud to say that I considered ourselves a partner with you in those missions. We were publicizing them. We were broadcasting from there, um, and, we, and we actually send participants with you. And those missions, of course, uh, really helped open up the eyes of the J- members of the Jewish community in the diaspora when you would return and describe what those communities were like, how beautiful they were, and how essential they were to the security of the Gaza Strip area. Again, not a time to reminisce, but I can't resist. How many times have you thought about those days in the last week? Well, I got to tell you, when I was in the South, people don't realize that the area that was attacked by uh, the terrorists was so wide. It was, you know, from so they wrote to Kfar Aza is not around the corner. You got to drive. It was pointed out to me on the roads that we were on that dozens of cars were machine gunned where everyone in the car was murdered, just regular people, just like you and me. So when I drove through these areas that I'm so familiar with, as you point, I mean, you, you, you were a partner and I was a partner with you, but not that many people really cared about Gush Katif. Not that many people really knew what Gush Katif was all about. You and I tried to bring that message to the Jewish community, but not too many people understood what that was about. You had to go and you had to be there to really understand what that was all about. So when I drove on the roads, nothing. I see, I see the cars all over the roads that, are, that were machine gunned. They're all over the place. When I was in Stay Road, you can't walk without picking up the casings of the bullets. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable what I saw. So whenever everyone out there, there's so much that you're looking at and, and you're concerned and, and your heart hurts. Trust me when I tell you that if you were with me when we visited Kafar Aza and Stay Road and other places, you would not be able to sleep at night. <sighs> Dove hiking from Israel. I, um, I can't thank you enough for bringing this eyewitness account uh, to all of us and for describing the um, situation that our brothers and sisters are in, the, the horror and trauma, as you said, that they're living with right now. I don't know if you answered my my other question, I, I do need, especially to end on a positive note, I do need you to address, in addition to the horror and trauma that you're witnessing face-to-face, up close and personal, I hope that you're getting the feeling of what we're hearing, that to a degree, in a way, the morale of the Jewish people and the army, the soldiers of the Israel Defense Forces, is to be admired and frankly is not to be believed. Uh, you, your description is on target 110%. You know, people were called up to the army. I cannot tell you. It wasn't 100% of the people, the reservists who showed up. It was 110%. People who weren't supposed to show up. People who had no obligation to show up. They were not on the list. They showed up. The unity, I mean, again, 
I was out there, you know, with soldiers the day that I was in the South. And I got to tell you, me, Ka'amcha Yisrael, and I'm Yisrael Chai very much. We've gone through a difficult, horrible, horrible, horrible thing. But let me tell you, great victories are coming for the Jewish people. And I don't mean that just militarily. Unity is what it's all about. It's been Adam li Adam that Hashem really cares about more than anything else, how we treat each other. And right now, right now, the Jewish people, Nachem, are one, absolutely one. And the IDF, the soldiers, I mean, I was with them. I was having eating with them lunch a few days ago. I mean, you should have seen them. There was a, a, you know, in one of the areas, one of the soldiers started playing piano during lunch. You know, it was like, I, I like, well, what kind of, is this crazy? The beauty. And I have had the opportunity to be here during this probably most difficult time. I was here during the Intifada. Many times. I've yeah. been here more than constantly. <laughs> you, you were in Israel during the Intifada. You were in Israel more than you were in America. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was in Israel with Scud missiles, I remember. I came yep. especially yep. because to me it was also always about going the extra mile. Yep. But let me tell you, what just happened now is beyond any of that. But you know what? We are strong. We have faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And we are going to do the right thing in the eyes of Hashem. As you said, Mika Amcha Yisrael, I'm Yisrael Chai. Dov Heikind, I, I will say the following. <clears throat> I hope you and I reunite in Israel. Usually I say I hope we'll reunite uh, in more practical parts or areas uh, or at some simcha or event. But I hope to see you, Bezrat Hashem, sooner rather than later in the Holy Land. And God bless you. And uh, you have you have uh, done what you always do, frankly. You've... Um, You've brought uh, chizuk and comfort to the people of Israel and to Jews all around the world, and it's much appreciated. Thank you very much for having me. Dove Heiken, live from Israel. If you tuned in late, make sure later on this morning you tune into the archive section of NahumSiegel.com and listen to this entire conversation. Very important. And some people might criticize me for making light of it. I'm not making light. Those of you in Brooklyn, New York, if you're looking for a brand new car, Bay Ridge Toyota. And if you're not sure why I'm saying that, listen to the conversation I just had with Dove Heikind. There are some good people out there. It's very hard when you're watching videos of hundreds of thousands and millions of people around the world demonstrating hate against Israel. It's very hard to keep a perspective that there's some good people out there, but there are a lot of very good people out there. It was something last night when the American League Championship Series featured somebody who threw out the first pitch with a team with his team Israel jersey. Kudos to Ian Kinsler, who wore his team Israel jersey. He's now in the front office of the Texas Rangers. He wore his team Israel jersey to throw out the first pitch last night. That's a that's a big demonstration. Tens of thousands in the stadium, millions watching. Obviously, social media gets it around to millions more. An important demonstration.